So all the men of Israel went up from following David and followed Sheba, the son of Bichu. 2 Samuel 22. Dear God, we want to hear your voice. Help us to listen to you and follow you, even when everyone else isn't. Teach us to do the right thing, even if it means we're alone. Your way is not always easy, but it's always worth it. We love you and trust you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. The Kids Bible in a Year podcast is sponsored by Little Passports, delivering monthly activity kit subscriptions that help kids explore the world, cultivate curiosity, and discover new interests with hands-on crafts and activities in cooking, science, crafts, and more, all with a unique cultural twist. Visit littlepassports.com slash blessed to learn more and save 20% with code blessed. David returns to Jerusalem. In our last story, David's servants defeated Israel and Absalom was stabbed by Joab. Joab then confronts David's attitude. In this story, David will return to Jerusalem and the kingdom will be restored to him, but Sheba will lead Israel away, as inspired by 2 Samuel. Hello, friends. It's Julia Sadler, and I'm glad you've joined me for the Kids Bible in a Year podcast. Should you go with the flow of everything your friends are doing, or sometimes are you supposed to do the opposite? That's the lesson in today's story. Let's listen together and see what happens when David returns to Jerusalem. The whole population was beginning to complain to their leaders about the confusing nature of David. He had time and time again saved them from their enemies. And now he is taking his sweet time before he returns to Jerusalem. So David sends word to the elders of Judah to welcome him back. He even sends word to some of Absalom's troops and commander to come back that he wasn't mad at them. As he did this, he captured all of the hearts in Judah. As he began his trip back to the palace, he was greeted by people cheering and clapping, one of which happened to be Shimi, the relative of Saul. But this time, Shimi wasn't talking bad about David and hurling rocks, but rather this time was apologizing and praising David. The next greeter is Mephisbosheth who claimed that all of the things Ziba had said about him were false and that he had been left there. Not wanting to investigate any further, David quickly instructed to just split up the property and money between the two of them. Another man came out to send off David, and his name was Barzillai, an old man who took care of David the entire time he was in Manaheim. Although Barzillai couldn't go with David, he sent his servant Kimham along with him. As more and more people were coming back and putting their faith back in David, another rebellion breaks out. This time, this rebellion is led by a man named Sheba. Sheba blows his trumpet to get all of the Israelites to follow him and get out of Jerusalem. 
Wow. Will things ever settle down for the nation of Israel? As today's story opens, Absalom is dead and David is king again. Or is he? Well, not exactly. All the craziness confused the Israelites about what to do next. Not to mention, David didn't want to force his way back as king. So he had an idea. He made one of Absalom's men king, hoping the Israelites would all come together again and be on the same side. But before returning to Jerusalem, David hoped the people would want him back. He hoped God's people would support and follow him again. And not just some of them, all of them. And that's just what happened. David once said, capture the hearts of his people. For a moment anyway. David was escorted back to Jerusalem by over a thousand men. Everyone seemed so happy to have David back. Things felt right again. That is, until a guy named Sheba showed up. We don't learn all that much about Sheba other than he was a rebel and that he turned the 10 tribes of Israel against David. A rebel is someone who goes directly against whoever is in charge. It's someone who chooses to do things the opposite way of those who are in authority. Can you think of anyone else like this? If you said our enemy Satan, you are right. God's enemy wanted all his power and glory, so he rebelled his own way. And as a result, sin entered the world when he tempted Adam and Eve. But a rebel can't do much damage unless people follow him. And the truth is many people choose to follow God's enemy when they don't do things God's way. It seemed so easy for Sheba to convince the Israelites to desert David and return to their tents. And most likely, when they saw everyone moving to Sheba's side, they just followed their friends. Many times in life, the people around you will choose to go against God's way. And when many do it at once, many will follow because it's super easy to do what everyone else is doing. When you follow the crowd, you don't get made fun of. You feel important and accepted and included, and everyone seems happy to you. But God included a very important piece of information in this passage. The Bible says that the men of Judah chose to stay with David. Even though all the Israelites were going one way, Judah remained loyal to their king. Have you ever watched fish swimming under the water? Usually they're swimming in one direction in which the water flows. It's called going downstream. In life, swimming along with the current and going with the flow is easy. It doesn't take much thought and it sure doesn't take much courage. But at some point, something will happen in which in your heart, you'll know you need to go against the flow. You need to start swimming against the current. The high road can be lonely, but it's always worth it. And there are always other people who are trying to follow God too. So pray for friends, ask God, 
for friends who will help you do the right thing and that can help you stay on track. That just means when everyone else is doing something that's not right, even when it's everyone else or it seems like it, you can still go God's way. Jesus gave us a great picture of what this means when he talked in Matthew 7 about two kinds of gates, wide and narrow. He said the wide gate is so big and easy to go through. He said that the wide gate is big and easy to get through. He said that everyone goes that way, but unfortunately, it leads to destruction. It leads to hell. Jesus said instead, enter through the narrow or small gate. It might not seem as fun or as popular, and it might have a lot fewer people on it, but it leads to life. It leads to heaven. That's all for today. Thanks for listening, and be sure to come back next time to hear about what happened when David got very hungry and God got very quiet. Let's say it out loud. One, two, three. The Bible is the best story ever told. It's God's story to you, and it's all true. Love our podcast? Subscribe for the latest episodes and help kids and parents explore God's Word with Kids Bible in a Year. Thanks for listening to Pray.com's Kids Bible in a Year. For more inspiring stories and wisdom to last a lifetime, download the Pray.com app for free today. Thanks for listening to Kids Bible in a Year. I want to invite our adult listeners to check out my other show, Unapologetic, God's Truth on Today's Topics. It's unfiltered, important, inspiring, and we have awesome conversations and amazing guests such as Candace Cameron Bray, Vice President Mike Pence, Dr. Robert Jeffress, Shannon Bream, Maddie Pruitt, and so many others. We are helping you have conversations that empower you to have bold faith in a broken world. You'll be excited, inspired, and encouraged in your faith as you check out Unapologetic. Remember that you can tune in wherever you get your podcasts and on Pray.com.